Hey everyone, this is Clay here with Vaughn and Clay All Day, and I want to say thank you so much for listening in. If you're new to this podcast, what we do here is we interview real people with real stories that have been impacted and changed by a real God. In this episode, Vaughn and I are going to be diving into our stories, how Jesus saved us, what he's done in our lives, and how he's changed our hearts. But going forward, we're going to be interviewing different people, seeing what God's done in their lives, and then also we'll be taking episodes to dive into different topics that impact day-to-day life walking with God. Thank you so much for listening in, and all right, let's get into it. Let's get tuned into what God's doing. It's not about my, my effort, you know, it's, it's about the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. <gasps> Yo, 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 what up, what up? Welcome, welcome uh, to uh, Vaughn and Clay all day. This is uh, your co-host, Vaughn. And this is Clay. What's up, everyone? Yeah, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, we're super excited to have you, um, and uh, this is actually going to be our, our, our first episode. So we're, I don't know, we're, we're excited. It's been a good day. Um, it's been a long day. Um, Clay, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I'm, I'm pumped to hear more about your story. Yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, a little bit about today, uh, we're actually uh, going to share... Uh, our testimonies. So this would be awesome. You know, we talk about, you You know, if you follow our Instagram, uh, real, pe- real people, real stories, real God. Um, and that's es- essentially uh, exactly what we want to uh, highlight. And I, we both think it's super important just to highlight um, each other's, uh, just so you guys know who, who we are. Um, and and you, got, you guys definitely can uh, ask questions about us. Uh, sometime, you know, if you know us personally, or you can hit us up uh, through our, our Instagram account uh, or, or email us too as well. Um, or if you want to share your story too. Yeah, uh, definitely. We want to, we encourage people to come on in. Yeah, definitely. If you have any desire to share your story, hit us up. We believe there's so much power in sharing what God has done in your life. And it can be such an awesome witness to people. They can see what Jesus has done, and it gives them a clear picture of who God is. So that's what we want to do today, and just to give you guys a brief overview about who we are, what God's done in our life, and then the rest of this podcast will be interviewing other people and diving into different topics, but we want to start it off with showing you guys who we are. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> I get the pr- privilege to start, um, and I think mainly because my name falls first in our <laughs> in our podcast. Yes. <laughs> I think that's 90% uh, of it. Um, but yeah, then Clay's going to gonna fall suit. But um, yeah, the format of it is we're just going to share our stories and then uh, we're going to ask each other a little bit more about, you know, poke, poke, uh, poke around poke at our stories and just uh, learn a little bit more about um, each other uh, and each other's stories too. And that way you guys have a good understanding and good feel of who, who we are and where we're coming from. So um, yeah, I'm just going to dive in first and then uh, uh, I know Clay... We'll probably have some questions here for me, and then um, I'll, I'll let him uh, share his story, and then vice versa, and we'll wrap up this uh, this episode. So, yeah. So, if you don't mind, uh, Clay, if you don't mind, we can we can kind of just pray here real quick. If that if that's yeah. cool with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, help, Heavenly Father, thank you for for the, today. Thank you for this opportunity for us to just uh, to gather. Um, just use our resources here, Lord, to to highlight uh, not us but you, Lord, um, and the work that you've done on the cross, the work that you've done in our lives, Lord, we know uh, it's true and it's evident, Lord, uh, not just only in us, but also people around us and yeah. around the world. So uh, use use our time, Lord. Uh, I pray that 
people listening uh, will be able to just be encouraged and get to know who you are uh, more on a personal level, level, or at least be a little bit more curious. So mm-hmm. uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah, so um, a little bit about myself myself and my, my story. So I actually grew up Catholic, and, um, uh, and you know, my, my parents actually are both from the, the Philippines, and uh, primarily it's Roman Catholic over there, and uh, they moved over here to, to Omaha about, oh gosh, right before I was born. Um, and yeah, I was always a good kid. I mean, I'm still a good kid, <laughs> um, but like... I never really got into any trouble, um, and, like, I had a great, um, just, like, foundation, right, like, of who God is, who Jesus is, Mm. Um, and my parents were so loving and so caring, and they just set up a great example. They had, I don't know, they're such an inspiration to my life and just had a huge impact on my life growing up, and my sisters, too, you know, and um, it's just me and her, but, yeah, so I, I grew up, and I was a really good kid, you know, really just fundamentally sound from a moral mm. perspective right like yeah, tim yeah. duncan right you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um there wasn't really like i don't know i didn't really get into trouble didn't like do drugs or anything or go off the track which is forever you're forever grateful for, for for that so you know praise god for that for sure um you know and then like my my freshman year of college i live with like uh, a few of my best friends and i love them they're awesome guys um but then, like, I got introduced into, you know, started going out, you know, partying, uh, drinking, um, all mm-hmm. that jazz, right? And Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, like I, I had fun. I was like, yeah, this is cool. This, this is awesome. But, like, inside me, I was like, yeah, this is not really right. Like, I'm like, this is not really right. Yeah, right? yeah. And so then, like, I kind of, like, cut ties. I don't, like, I don't think it was on purpose or – I don't know. I think it's just the way it happened, right? And, mm. um, and then I just lived on my – uh, myself I actually lived with like four random people three random people my sophomore year and then got plugged into um our church over here city light um the college ministry and i was like yeah whoa this is this is crazy this, these people like are super friendly they're yeah. awesome like really cool people there's a bunch of cute girls like, i got <laughs> i'll be honest like i followed because like oh there's this girl she's pretty cute i'm just gonna go <laughs> but then but then i turned out making like a lot of people and actually a few of them to this day are like you know i consider them like my best friends right which is crazy um and then that year uh, i like i so i stopped partying and i just went to see like you but then that's like that's the year when i like got introduced into really like falling into porn and i was like whoa mm-hmm. this is another like thing that was like messing up with me like yeah from a moral perspective right i was like oh this mm-hmm. is you know i hear about jesus but then you know, I'd fall into that, right? And Yeah, yeah. And then, like, my junior, about my junior year, uh, yeah, second semester junior year, I had a conversation with a buddy uh, from, from church, and we had a, c- a conversation because he grew up Catholic, too, so we related that in that way. And he asked me about, like, what do you think about, like, Mary and stuff? And I was like, huh, what what do I think, right? I don't mm. I don't know. And, you know. At, Got at, you thinking. At, yeah, I did, yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, what do I believe, you know, like mm. Catholic church, you know, Mary's like up there and put on a pedestal and there's prayers and stuff. And whereas at see, like, it was just, it was all Jesus, Jesus. And I was like, huh, I don't know. So I was like, so at that point, like I like stopped going to city light, even like the college ministry, mm. um, really going in on like partying 
you know, like really went back and live and like started building myself up, like building my like my own kingdom. Right. Mm. Like physically, like I started started getting shredded. Oh, my God. I missed <laughs> that part. I was super shredded. Getting cut up. Get, getting cut. Like I'm trying to get there again. Not different reasons, but like <laughs> but like, yeah, I just cared about like what my body looked like. Like I'm a good kid. Like I'm still, you know, I'm, I, I just cared about like getting the next, you know, best job or, mm. or like finishing school so I could be the CEO or president, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever that looks like. Like it was all me, me, me. Right. Um, and then like at that point in my life, like that was probably like a year and a half. Like I just stopped like even praying, started to stop praying, which sucked. Cause like I used to pray. Like, even before I go to bed, stuff like that, you know, just t- talk to God, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, dang. It was an all-time low. I was super far from God. Um, mm. And then one summer, it was actually like three years ago um, now, uh, me and my buddy Tommy, shout out Tommy, come on the show. Yeah. Um, but we we went down to Lincoln, helped a buddy move, um, and he, Tommy was driving. He was like, hey, let's go to City Light Lincoln. Because that church that I went to, they had a plant there in Lincoln. They're like, let's go here Sunday. We're spending the night Saturday. You want to go on Sunday? I'm like, bro, you're my ride. So <laughs> I got no option. <laughs> let's go. He got you cornered in. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so and I don't know. If he, I don't know. I still got to ask him if it was planned or not. But um, we, we went, and I just remember at, in the parking lot, I was praying, like, God, like, soften my heart or open my heart, open my eyes, uh, open my mind. It's been a while since I've talked to you or been to church. Like, I even stopped going to church with my parents. Yeah, it yeah. It was crazy. And went in there, don't remember anything else but the pastor using an analogy. And I'm a sucker for analogies. So <laughs> yes. it worked. Or the Holy Spirit definitely moved for sure through mm. that. And the the pastor was like, okay, cool. So what does your house look like? He, met, he was talking about your yourself, right? Your soul. Like, what does that look like? Is it clean on the outside? I was like, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Like, I'm a good kid. I'm, it's looking nice. Yeah, it's looking nice. You know, like Ferrari, bro. You know, <laughs> but uh, it's like, is it clean on the outside? Yeah, I'm. I'm more of a good kid. Don't get into. Any, never got into any trouble, you know. And and then he's like, what does it look like on the inside? Right. Oh, is it dirty? Are the rooms dirty? Mm. Are they messy? That hits, bro. For real. That I was like, whoa yeah like i'm broken like i'm far from god like i'm building i'm doing everything wrong Mm. like all i care is about girls drinking myself my body Mm. you name it xyz right like my job you know my future money right and he's like okay if they're dirty on the inside why don't you let jesus come in because he's knocking at the front of your house and the front door i'm like Dang. That's when the Holy Spirit, like, that's when I felt convict, the conviction. Yeah. My heart opened up. My heart was truly softened at that moment. And I was like, whoa. You know? I was like, dang, this is crazy. I, I just remember, like, not talking on the car ride, the 45-minute car ride back mm. to Omaha. and Processing. Processing. Like, I think the only thing I said to Tommy was thanks, you know? And I, I, I don't mean – sorry, Tommy, if it wasn't s- sincere enough. I don't even remember <laughs> if it was sincere, but, like – I was just like, dang. And then ever since then, you know, like, that's when it really might, like, just a flip, sw- uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm saying the, the phrase right, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a light switch 
flipped up, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I started pursuing God, you know, pursuing Jesus, learning who he was. Like, it's crazy because when I was a sophomore or junior in college at that, you know, back then, getting exposed to who Jesus was, going to Bible studies, and never touched my heart mm. until that moment. That's crazy, right? Like, that is crazy. I heard the gospel of Jesus, like who Jesus was, studied him uh, in college, and then I never knew... Like who? Like I didn't feel that until that moment, and man. Like, and then just turned. I've, ever since then, like it was like a train. One eighty. Yeah, it was like a train. Like LeBron coming down the paint, yeah. you know. <laughs> like, I, I just want to know who Jesus is. I want to serve him. I don't want to serve myself. I know I'm broken. I I don't want to follow the the one who's perfect, you know. Yes. And yeah, you know. And then, but that's but to say, you know, like that's a, it's awesome. It's but it's still not perfect obviously because we're still sinful and, and broken yeah. humans but like having a purpose like knowing that like jesus is your purpose like he came down from heaven uh for us mm-hmm. and the gospel literally means good news and that's our mission right to share the, like it literally says that in the bible like share go share the good news right like yeah and like that's my mission and you know that's part of the reason why we started this podcast because like, we want to highlight people's like the work that the Holy Spirit and Jesus has done in people's lives to share the good news of Jesus. Yes. Um, so, yeah, like that's, that's a, you know, 10 of whatever, however, I don't even know the timestamp right now, 10 minute, 12 minute uh, testimony. And um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Like it's, it's awesome. Like it's, it's been great running after, after the Lord and just like learning more who he is. And uh, I think it's important to like, abide in his spirit more so mm. than your own flesh, right? And that's, like, one of the biggest things, you know, like, the biggest challenges on a day-to-day yeah. uh, basis. Like, it's not about you, you no. know? We're going to turn into dust, you know? Yeah. It's about Jesus, right? So, yeah, that's yeah. my story, Clay, that, and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that's so encouraging. I love how when the gospel really hit you, when you heard that analogy about Jesus coming in and, and cleaning the inside and mm-hmm. seeing seeing your sin but still loving you and cleaning it Mm. your whole life did a 180 when you let jesus in Mm -hmm. that's so amazing dude let's go it's so cool to see yeah i've seen the transformation myself to see the work that god has done in you from before you were walking with him to now it's been super cool to see that and i love your heart now thanks for sharing bro yeah no problem thanks so vaughn i got i got a couple questions for you about your story thanks so much for sharing it it's awesome to hear that again and i hope everyone listening that that was encouraging to you so it seems like a big turning point in your story is when you heard the gospel be presented through that analogy of Hmm. why don't you let jesus come in and clean the inside of your house what for you did that process look like because i know for Hmm. me you know the the second you accept jesus you're saved and, and you have a relationship with him and the holy spirit's living in you but the process of actually looking more like him is, can be a long one. Um, so, mm. you know, what, what did that look yeah. like? You let him in the door. That's when you're saved and he covered all your sins. But what did it, what is the process of him sort of cleaning look like? Wow. Yeah. That, man, that's a really good question, bro. <laughs> um, I think, I think mainly is just like that, like literally letting him work in my heart right Mm. and and so i guess part of that is just openness to it like okay lord yeah i'm yours now 
now what? Right. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. So I just like, yeah, being open to being, whatever he's calling you into. Yep, exactly. So, and I think like one of the first major steps was going back to church, right? Yeah. Um, getting in a community, getting in c- community is huge. I think that's one of the biggest, I'm a big advocate for community and prayer. Uh, those are my biggest um, things that I do advise, especially for early Christians or people who are newer with their walk with, with Jesus. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, just having that open heart and then just like, okay, from there, I'm at church. Okay, I should probably reconnect with, well, it's funny because like my friends that I met originally sophomore year in college. Yeah. Like I still hung out with them. I actually lived with a few of them uh, my senior year of college mm-hmm. when I was away from God and yeah, they, we still hung out. We, they still loved me. And that's how I kind of knew like they're, these are like, like my homies for life because like they love me at my, even when I was at my worst. Yeah. Kind of like your back. God, you yeah. know, just like Jesus dude. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. So I'm like, I know these are like my, my best, my best pal. So like community going back into like Bible studies, like getting into the word, right. Learning who Jesus is, what has he done? What has he actually done? How can I, uh, follow that? Like, and I don't want to, and like just a disclaimer, I don't want to get it confused with like works, right? Like, yeah, I'm not trying to check box, check the box of stuff. Like, I no. just want to like uh, serve how how Jesus served, right? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. You aren't you aren't doing these things so that God loves you. You're doing them because He already loves He's, you. Exactly. Yep. So, and and that relationship you have like, with Him. Good first question. Bro. Oh yeah. Dang. No, for sure. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I got another question for you then. So. If we can rewind back, and if you could go back in time, take your current self, okay, and you could tell something to to Vaughn when he was sort of doubting or wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. sure about how to pursue God. What what advice would you give your past self when you were when you were not with God? Hmm. Yeah, good question. I think. Oh man, that's tough. I think, wow, these are heavy hitters, bro. You, you ain't like throwing jabs. You're throwing knockout punches. I'm going for the knockout early, guys. <laughs> um, Let's see if he can withstand it. Yeah, I, I don't think I can. Um, good. Wow. One advice, I think one of the biggest advice is stay in that community, stay in that godly yeah. community because yeah. those are the people who, who pursue Jesus. Mm. And that's why, like, now to this day, like I want to stick around, you know, you're, you're around your, your, uh, pack of wolves, right? Like, the, yeah. Right. Like, because they have the same, same mindset, that same walk in the drive, same walk. Yeah. walk in that same walk. So, and I just like ran away for, or, like stopped going to that community. Mm. You know? So if I were to tell younger, uh, child, childish Vaughn, <laughs> like, like, yo, what you doing? Go, Dang. go over there. So that that's yeah. good. Yeah. No, I think that's so true. Community is huge, and having people that will point you back to God when you're walking away is huge Mm -hmm. because it's not a matter of if I'll ever have doubts or if I'll ever be at a low point with God. We we aren't perfect. We're going to have times where we do have doubts or Mm -hmm. we start drifting the wrong direction, but it's so important to have those people to point you back. Yeah. Like you said, dang, bro, that's awesome. Okay, okay. I think your questions are more awesome, bro. This is tough, bro. (laughs) Okay, so now now that you're walking with God, I've seen just a huge transformation in your life from in that season you were in early in college to now after you let Jesus come in and you let him into your heart. It's been night and day difference. For you, actually living your life, 
what would you say is one of the biggest differences you've seen in your heart or an area of your life mm. where you're like, whoa, God changed this? Yeah. Man, three for three, bro. And <laughs> tough questions. Uh, wow. I think, like, it's funny because, like, even when I, like, wasn't following Jesus or didn't have that true relationship, like, I, I, still, I still was, like, a people person and I still, like, served, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was for the wrong mindset, right? Is it, mm. that makes sense? Like, yeah, that makes sense. I serve because like, all right, it makes me look better or I'm just yeah. doing it because it's for the morally image. right. Like I look good. Like I'm a nice yeah. person. Like this part I of my, yeah, yeah. yeah, part of my image, part of my, part of who I am. Um, but now like I serve because like, like you said earlier, like, like Christ loved us first and he served us first. Like, so that's what we, are called to do not only to him, but also to others. Right. Like, mm, yeah. You know, I think a big thing in, in our church is like, love God, love others. And yeah. so like, and what's first, what's the first one? Like love God. Right. Well, yeah. uh, you know, what's, what is, you know, would Jesus say, you know, Matthew, uh, I, I might be butchering this. I think it's Matthew 22, right? Like, um, love, the, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Yeah. Um, and then the second, right, is just like yeah, love, love, your, your love your neighbor. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Is that makes sense, right? Yeah. I'm serving. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's just like it's not – I'm not serving for me. I'm serving for Jesus. Yeah. No, that that's so cool to see, and I've seen that difference too. And, yeah, to someone on the outside, maybe they they would see a difference, but the hugest difference is happening on the inside when mm-hmm. in the past you would maybe do something to help someone, but – it was more for your image, but now it's because you know what God did for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love what you said, you know, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, what comes before all of that is God loved us first. Oh, yeah. And so you knowing that now completely changes your motivation. So yeah. that that's, that's awesome. That's good. And okay, one, one more question for you. Now now in your walk, what what are some some doubts that you you have or some you know jesus has came into your life and you have a relationship with him now but mm-hmm. obviously we know that we're still sinful people and mm-hmm. until we go to heaven or jesus comes back that's not going to change what does the day-to-day walk look like now what what are some things that you're that that are difficult and how can we just be praying for that or what's an encouragement you have to someone who maybe is struggling with the same thing oh um yeah no this is yeah this is a good question i think my answer would be there's a i mean i could answer this a lot of different ways yeah i think the biggest encouragement and the biggest struggle is like am i living for this world Mm. right or am i living for for the heavenly kingdom right yeah right and i think like so much of our society especially here in the states is like worldly you know worldly idols worldly things like kind of kind of like what you what uh um you're gonna mention you know part of your story right like i know like golf is like part of your story and like and like for me it was basketball like i loved i put my you know i idolized basketball right growing up because i wanted to be on varsity you know all that stuff and and i said that because like you put you know all that effort there um, but you don't like, you know, you don't glorify God or you don't like thank him for 
the ability to do that. Right. Yeah. Like, um, and, and so I just, I say that, but to, to answer your question more straightforward is like, am I abiding in my flesh or in the spirit? Right. Like, mm. am I like doing yeah. things for me? Am I like, in my job, like, am I just want to make that? Cause I'm in sales. Like I want to make the most money I can. Yeah. You know, that's the objective. That's the objective. But the other, the other side of that is like, am I sharing the gospel? Am yeah. I talking about my faith? Am I, yeah, are you being a light? Am I being a light to others? You know, mm. like that's just one example, but yeah, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes so much sense. And I think that's something I struggle with. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to is we all have a, the, the biggest calling on our life is to have a relationship with God, a deep relationship with him and to share that with other people. But then there's so many earthly practical callings that we need to fulfill. Like, like yeah. you said, you're in a sales role right now and it's, it's easy to get those in the wrong order. It, it's important for us to, to remember, yeah, what comes first is your relationship with God. And then underneath that is your position. Yeah. First, you're a child of God. Second, you're, you're a salesperson and, and then being able to view your work as a way that you can be a light to other people is huge. Yeah. A uh, follow-up question there. Do you have any advice to someone? I struggle with that. Do you have any advice for me or, or for someone listening? How do we keep our mind on the, on the things above and not on this earth? Or is there anything that's helped you with that? Yeah, no, good question. Um, I think, I think scripture is huge. I yeah. think going into, uh, going to the, your, into the Bible, going to the word. Um, one, uh, I wish I, I'm trying to memorize it and I'm doing a terrible job. Hey, you're but, good, uh, bro. Oh no, I don't even remember. Oh gosh. What is it? It's, uh, or say a little bit. Yeah. It's Philippians. I think it's Philippians four, six and seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to butcher it, but here, let me, don't, don't be anxious about anything. Yep, exactly. Yep. But in everything, yep. With prayer and supplication, bring your request to God. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, and then the piece of in understanding, uh, will guard your, your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got <laughs> Tag team. That's why we a team, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been helpful. I've been trying to memorize that uh, just so I can, uh, remember it's all about Jesus, Jesus yeah. and God, you know, and yeah. Uh, and not to worry. Yeah, right? you can go so in our heads about, I don't know, relationships, money, whatever, yeah. you name it. And we forget about like Christ who died mm. for our sins, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, 100%. But no, yeah. that that's super helpful to hear. And I agree completely. Biggest things that I've seen in my life for being able to for being able to keep that mindset on God is, yeah, spending time in his word and then time talking to him, time in prayer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Prayer's huge, but, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, thanks for the questions, Clay. Those yeah, are yeah. <laughs> uh, excited to, to hear about yours, uh, and then, uh, do a little, uh, roast session back to yeah. you. But, uh, yeah, Clay's going to talk about, uh, his story here now. So, um, yeah. So my story is a little different than yours, Vaughn, which is so cool about everyone's stories is no two people have the same story. And I'm definitely someone I, I sometimes get insecure about my story. Maybe God didn't move in a big enough way. But, you know, when Jesus moves in your life and you share that with other people, it makes a huge difference. So maybe you're like me. You think, you know, nothing crazy has happened in my life. So so my story isn't that cool. Your story is cool. And mm. so so just feel encouraged. But, yeah, a little bit about my story. When, when I grew up, 
me and my family, we, we never talked about God. And actually, practically for most of my childhood, my God was actually golf. My, my family was mm. huge into golf, and I'm the youngest of three siblings. And my older brother, who he's a lot older than me, he played golf in college. And my, my whole dream, my whole life was to sort of live up to that standard, to try to be good enough to, to play golf in college. But that whole that whole process for me was was so up and down. It was like riding a roller coaster. Hmm. My identity, my ego, everything was tied to that. So maybe I would have a good week and play well in the tournament. I'd be feeling super prideful and I would I would be on the top. But honestly, most of the time it would be maybe I didn't win, maybe I didn't play that well, and I'd feel really down about myself. And that's just because all the focus was on me. But when I was growing up, I, my family didn't talk about God and, and I would always, there was always a part of me that was curious about, is there a God? And, and if there is, who, who is he? And what does he want to do with my life? But those were questions, those were questions that didn't get answered until later. And I was really just on this path of trying to build myself up so that I could, could live up to these standards that were never actually attainable. So what that, what that looked like in high school was, was trying to be the best golfer I could be so that I could be liked by other people so I could please my family. So I could, I could be people so that people could look up to me. And the problem is I never was able to actually live up to it. So basically what I'm trying to say is my whole childhood, I knew something was missing. I was trying to live up to this standard, whether it be sports or school. And I was never able to, and I knew there was something more. And if, if there wasn't something more, then I didn't want anything to do with any of this because I could see how sort of futile it was, how fleeting it was. It, it all seemed pointless because even when something went well, the next week it would go wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just a little bit about my family. A lot of people in my family struggle with different mental illnesses. And for me, just growing up, I struggled with depression and anxiety and the way, the way that played out was basically I, I would get so, so I would get feeling so down and I had no way to get out of that because I had nothing to turn to. And when golf was everything that I looked up to and I had nothing else in my life, when that didn't end up working out, when I went to college, I felt crushed. So mm. yeah, like I said earlier, my whole dream was to be able to play in college, but it turns out I wasn't good enough. And because I placed all of my, all of my stocks, because I placed all my eggs in that basket, mm. I was broken when I, when I turned, when it turned out I wasn't good enough and I, and I didn't know what to do. So I get to college and I'm feeling at an all time low. I'm already someone who struggles with depression. And, and now the one thing that I invested my time in was taken away. Mm. And what I, what I thought would be my answer would be, okay, if I work as hard as I can at school, if I, if I make a lot of friends and get people to like me, then finally I'll feel good about my life. Yeah. Finally, I'll have value. And spoiler alert, that didn't work. I, I tried as hard as I could. I tried my best in school. I, I tried to get everyone to like me. And even when people did like me, even when things maybe did go the right way at school, I still felt empty. And I was just crushed. I, I didn't know what was missing. And Obviously, looking back, the thing that was missing was God. Yeah. But, but at that time, 
I didn't know that. So actually at the end of my freshman year of college, I, I started to go to therapy and, and was, was trying to figure out what was wrong in my life in that way. I was thinking, okay, I've, I've tried being the best golfer I can be. Can that, can that make me feel filled up? Can that fulfill me? Nope, that didn't work. Okay, maybe, maybe if I get everyone's approval, maybe if I'm the best student I can be, can that fill me up? Nope, hmm. that didn't work. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try therapy. Maybe, maybe that will work. And disclaimer, that, that was a super helpful process. But going to therapy and talking about my problems only revealed to me how big of a hole I had in my heart, hmm. which was huge. It was definitely a big part of my story, and it was important. But by itself, it couldn't save me. Talking about my problems and, and sharing what I was going through was crucial in showing me how deep and how dark of a state that I was in without God, but it wasn't enough to save me by itself. And it was around that time that really God started to pull on my heart again. I'd been curious my whole life, who is God? But that was, that was always an awkward topic to bring up hmm. because yeah. my family never talked about him when I, w- when I was growing up. And I was just blessed my sophomore year of college. I had people living in the dorms that invited me in to come to this college ministry where they shared the gospel every week and and they talked about who Jesus is and and what he did. Mm. And I'll I'll be completely honest. When they invited me, they said, said, do you want to come to this college ministry called City Light U? I had no idea that that had anything to do with God. I had no idea what City Light was. I thought maybe it was a candle festival. I had no (laughs) idea, but I was looking for community. I was looking for people to be around and, and I went and, the first couple of times I went, I heard the truth of who Jesus is. I, they, they preached the truth. They, they told me and they told everyone there that, that we're broken people create, created by God. God created us perfectly, but as just humanity, we, we ran away. We, we broke that covenant with God, mm-hmm. but, but he still loves us. And he actually made a way through Christ to make us right with him. And you would think that in that moment when I heard that, I'd be like, oh my goodness, this is, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, please let me have a relationship with Jesus. But no, yeah. I was actually triggered when I heard this because I had been working my whole life to build myself up. Mm. And then I get hit with the reality that, oh, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm actually, you know, compared to a perfect God, I'm nothing. Mm. He still loves me, but I can't stack up. And, and you know, when someone says something that's, that that is true and you don't want to believe it it makes you even more mad that yeah that that's what that moment was where i knew that was true that i that i couldn't stack up but oh, i didn't want to believe it because mm. i worked so hard yeah and that was just sort of weighing on my heart for that whole year and i i didn't place my faith in christ cuz I, I wasn't sure if i believed that but people invited me into community. I, I had some faithful friends that invited me to come to their to their Bible study groups to be a part of them studying scripture. And that made a huge difference for me just to see them living out their faith. But but still, I, I, I didn't fully trust in God because I, at this point in time, I had put all my faith in a relationship I had with a girl at the time. And what's ironic is I spent my whole childhood trying to fill my life up with, with my own performance Someone finally shares the truth with me, and then I try to, you know, I, I make another idol, mm-hmm. I, I, and this time it's out of someone else. And obviously, because I didn't have a relationship with God, I was not able to lead her well, and I, I completely let her into sin and 
definitely was not walking with God, and I have just a lot of regret about that. Um, and but but God still pursued me through that season. Jesus still ran me down. But at, at that point in time, I wasn't ready to follow Him because I thought, okay, now I have this relationship. That that's what I wanted was this relationship with with this girl. And hmm. God made it clear though that that is what that 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 was not where I was actually going to find joy. That that was not where I could find a relationship with him and that's not where I could find salvation. So that that summer then after my sophomore year I I went off to to do an internship in Orlando and that relationship um, with that girl that that ended and in the moment it felt like the worst thing of all time because I had placed my faith in it completely. Really it was sort of the same moment I had with golf. I placed my faith in it mm. and God took it away. And, but looking back, it was so good. And I was in a place of, okay, now what do I do? I, I've heard the truth about Christ, but I'm not really following that. And and I haven't trusted in it. And in that moment, when I felt completely separated from, from my friends and, and had really nothing else to turn to because I was so far away from home, Jesus just challenged me. What, what do you really believe about me? So I, so I spent a couple weeks there just spending time in the Word and just spending time in prayer and came to the conclusion God just really worked in my heart and just showed me that I am sinful. You know, Scripture says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. And that's mm-hmm. something I never wanted to believe because I didn't want to think I was sinful, but in that moment, God made it so clear. And Jesus softened my heart and broke mm-hmm. in and said, you are sinful, but guess what? I'm not going to run away from you because of that. I'm going to run towards you. Mm-hmm. And I provided a way for you to have eternity with God if you just follow me. So that that was just huge. It took God using so many things to break me down to finally see, wow, I am broken. I I am sinful. I, I can't do anything out of my own power, no matter how hard I try to get approval from the world. However, how, how, no matter how hard I try to find fulfillment in, in performance or in a relationship, it's not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. And Jesus just exposed my sin, but provided a way for me to have those sins taken away through him. And so, yeah, in, in that moment, that's when I placed my faith in him. And I was just so blessed when, when I came back to Omaha after that summer, I got, I got plugged back into an awesome church and had had a guy named Rich walk me through what it looks like to be a follower Shout of God. Shout out, Rich. Come, yeah. come on the show. Yes, sir. Ricky D, come on, bro. <laughs> we need to hear your story, too. But, yeah, so it was just an awesome, awesome way to just grow deeper in my faith, to see him live out his own life. He, mm. he, should, he shared his story with me and was completely honest with it, and it made me see, oh, wait, so... All, all Christians aren't perfect. He made it clear. Like I, I had this idea in my head. If I followed God, I had to be perfect. And he made it clear, no, that's not the case. It's just following the one who is perfect. Mm. And that hit me so hard. So it was just huge to to see the way that he lived out his faith. And he showed me what it looks like to, to love people, to to serve people, and to dive deep into to dive deep into your faith. And so, yeah, what that looks like in my life now is because Jesus exposed me at my lowest point, but also pursued me in that moment. Now that's, I basically just want to share that with 
everyone that I know. And it, like Vaughn said, it doesn't look perfect. The day-to-day, there's still so many times that I have doubts. There are still so many struggles in, in my walk. But I know that God loves me, and I know that he pursued me when I was at my lowest. So I just, now that, now that he's built me up, I, I want to share about him with other people. And so it's just been super cool to see how loving Jesus is. So if you're someone out there who thinks, uh, maybe, maybe my story is, is too dark for, for God to forgive me, or, or maybe I'm, I'm too far away, just look at our stories and see that is not true at all. Jesus loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And our stories are a testament to that. Yeah, that's so good. Awesome, Clay. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem, bro. All right. So I do have a few questions now since you Ooh. had the chance to roast me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you, you talked a little bit about... First off, thanks. That's awesome. For sure. Your story is awesome. Uh, you talked about expectations. Uh, this is something that I struggle with, you know, on day to day, like... Mm. I just, I, I have high expectations for myself, people around me. Uh, you know, you, you played, you played golf, you had those expectations. Um, mm. you thought this is how Jesus is, or this is how the walk would be. So what does that look like now in your life? How do you handle expectations and what kind of expectations? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. With? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I struggle with, with expectations, even, even now, you know, I, my tendency is to focus too much on what I expect and not just be obedient to serving God and letting him do whatever with it. And for, for example, one way that I have to constantly check myself is so yeah, for the, for those of you who are listening, me and Vaughn are, are leading a Bible study group right now. And when we when we were going into it, we were so excited to see how God would use us. Mm-hmm. But I have to remind myself every day that God's going to take this, whatever direction he's going to take it. I might have the expectation that I, you know, if we do, if we, if we prepare well enough, X amount of people will show up. Mm-hmm. And my, my expectations are so limited. So not God, not the way that God actually sees it. And the way that I've had to check myself is to remind myself, if, if I'm obedient on the front end, mm-hmm. I'm just going to let God do whatever he will with it. And to me, that's going to be a win. But my tendency is to want to, compare the way I'm doing everything, even spiritually, like our, like our group, you know, how, yeah. how many number, how, how many people have been coming, but there's so much freedom in just saying, you know what, I'm just going to be obedient to God, yeah. be prayerful, love people. And if no one shows up, that's okay because we, we did it out of the right heart to serve God. Yeah. I would rather have that than me be chasing numbers mm. or, and this is in all areas of my life, just chasing results and get the results, but they're empty. Yeah. So I think just reminding myself that my expectations compared to God's plan are so tiny. And if I try to put God in a box with my expectations, I'm doing him a huge disservice. So good. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That's, that's a great question. Yeah. Thanks. No, that's, this is, and that's, that's a great answer just cause I struggled with that in my life. Um, for sure. Um, now you did, you know, in your in your story in your testimony, you you had a point where Jesus revealed that, like, you know, you, it almost seemed like you were tugging away. You're like, yeah. I don't believe this. I don't believe it. Believe yeah, it. I don't believe. Yeah, you're, God won you're the right. tug of war. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for real. Well, you, but in the back of your your mind, you knew that he's 
God and he's Lord, right? And yeah. So how did he exactly show you that he was right? Like, was it a bunch mm. of little things or one exact moment? Like, yeah, yeah. So you hit the nail on the head there. I really was in a game of tug of war with God and spoiler alert, he's always going to win if you ever try to do that. But right. yeah, for me, it was a lot of little moments of him revealing the truth to me, but it, it did end up when, when I was in Florida in just a completely broken place in my life where I put all of my, all of my energy and all of my value and just my whole life into this relationship I had. Mm-hmm. And that didn't end up working out. I was empty. And it was really in that moment where I felt God challenging me. Hmm. Is this, am, do you really want to follow me yeah. or, or not? And yeah. I guess the way he had been, he had been working my whole life and people have been planting seeds, but it really, for me, it culminated into that, that moment of, okay, do I believe this? And it was all Jesus running me down and softening my heart and just revealing to me that I am broken and I needed him. But I think it plays out a little differently in, in everyone's stories. Sure. But for me, there there was that one time where he fully showed me how sinful I am. I mean, not fully, because if I, if I knew how fully sinful I was, I'd probably be <laughs> dead. But oh. maybe 99% how sinful I am. And in in that moment, I also saw how much he loved me. So that was the yeah. turning point for me when I saw wow, I'm broken, but that doesn't scare God. That actually, you know, God wants to have a relationship with me. So a follow-up question on that. Yeah, yeah. Was, th- was that moment like, was that like a, a moment of prayer? Like, did he, like, did you communicate with God through prayer or did you read scripture? Like, mm. wh- yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was really over the course of a couple of days of just feeling so broken and knowing I had tried so many different things to yeah. build myself up. And during that time, I, I was spending time in the Word. That was the first time cool. I'd ever really read my Bible. Yeah. I was reading Matthew. and Oh, nice. And then also spending time in prayer. And I just kept... It, it wasn't like some voice came in the room or anything like that. But it was more I could feel just on my heart him hmm. saying, just sort of pressing in on me, like, will you follow me? Hmm. You know, you've tried everything else. You can keep trying, but it's not going to work. And, I, yeah. and it was sort of him pressing on my heart. It wasn't, he didn't jump out of the wall, <laughs> but yeah. he he was working on my heart through through my time in the Word and in prayer. Oh, man, so good. That's awesome. Dude, thanks, thanks. Yeah. It's all God, bro. All God, bro. But um, no, you always had those doubts. You're always running, mm-hmm. uh, at least that's what it you know seemed like there. And Yeah. So what would you tell someone? that's in kind of your shoes or was in your shoes? Like what's your biggest advice or two? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If, if I could give advice to my old self or to someone who's maybe listening right now, who has some doubts about who God is, the number one thing I would tell them is take those doubts to God. Hmm. You know, I, I had a lot of doubts that I didn't even exactly know what the doubts were because I never took enough time to even think about it. Right. But my encouragement to anyone who has doubts is, first of all, that's okay that you have doubts. We're sinful people. I have doubts to this, to, to this day, yeah. even right now, and, and so does Vaughn. Mm-hmm. You know, we aren't, we're making this podcast. We have doubts. Will anyone even listen to this, you know? <laughs> and so we have <laughs> <Straight> doubts. <up>. <laughs> <laughs> but my encouragement is you have doubts about, okay, 
maybe God exists, but is Jesus Lord? Or, okay, you're telling me about the Bible. Can I trust that? Mm. Or doubts like that, those are doubts I had. Take them to God in prayer. I think mm. so many of my doubts weren't founded in any truth. There was just more of ideas I had from our culture that scripture, you know, people would tell me scripture isn't reliable. Jesus can't be the only way. And so I sort of believed it. Mm. But when I actually took it to God, he revealed to me, oh, wow, you know, Jesus is the way. So just take it straight to God because you aren't going to be able to outsmart him or stump him on any questions you have. If you have doubts, don't hide them from God. Bring them to him. That's what I wish I could have told, told myself. Oh, man, so good. I, oh, yeah, I can go on a tangent how good that was. That, that, was, <laughs> that was so good. Great, great answer and great advice uh, for sure. Um, I, wish, I wish I could actually give it to my old self, though. But. <laughs> Hey, but God did, right? Yeah. Like, um, so let's let's play off that a little bit more, right? Like, so to this to this day, like, what are the the some of the biggest doubts or struggles uh, in your your walk with with Christ? Yeah, yeah, I for sure still have doubts to this day, and I think for me, one of my doubts that I constantly run into is, you know sort of tying back to the question you asked me about expectations, mm-hmm. a doubt that I constantly have that's weighing on me is, am I, you know, is God really using me? Is mm. is anything I'm doing really mattering? And mm. is my is my life going to leave any impact on this earth, you know? And I always get into my head about that because now that I've seen what Jesus has done for me, I want to, to live my life for him. Right. Just because he's made it so clear to me how much, you know, I guess when when you see how much he loves you, it makes you want to makes you want to center your whole life around him. And the way when I when I get into my head about that, I think I'm just completely thinking about it the wrong way hmm. because I'm thinking about it from a self centered sort of selfish mindset of I want to make a difference. Sort of I I want the notoriety for for doing these things. Or but back back to how I sort of combat those doubts is. I know that what I need to remind myself is if I'm just being faithful to serve God mm-hmm. and my heart is actually running after him and in the right place and no one ever knows about that, like that's okay because God knows, mm. right? And God's yeah. going to use it. And it's not about me getting the credit, but that's something I struggle with. Yeah. And that's, I guess the biggest doubt I have is like, is anything I'm doing making a difference? And the way that I reconcile that doubt is, it doesn't really matter if anyone thinks I'm making a difference or yeah. as long as I'm being faithful, God's going to use it yeah. in some way. And he works all things together for the good of yeah. those who love him. Right. So, but that's, that's a, definitely a doubt that I struggle with today. Yeah, totally. And I don't think you're alone in that for sure. Um, man, that's good because like I have that same doubt, like, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think about it as much. Like mm. maybe it's not as evident in my life or like, yeah. I think I'm what I'm doing is worth it. And obviously that's that's because we're also different people, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, different humans and who knows other people probably have the same uh struggle too. That's awesome. Okay, one last question here. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. So, I know that you're a married man. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you're one year is going to be in a couple of days here. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. uh Caitlin. Shout out Caitlin. Come on the show. Shout out. <laughs> um so, what has God taught you in this uh season of marriage this one year of marriage what have you learned what advice would you give to 
uh, early married couples or engaged Ooh. couples. Like, yeah. 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 Well, first of all, I've learned a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I, I think what I've seen is what I would say about marriage is it's so humbling. Like I, I love being married. I love Caitlin. And if I could go back, I would do it the same exact way, but it's not easy. And when it, it's sort of like, in a way it's, it's like your relationship with God because it's so intimate. They, they see everything you do. They, they know your deepest thoughts and I can maybe put on a mask for other people, mm-hmm. which is wrong. I shouldn't do that, but that's my tendency. But she sees through it, mm. and she knows where uh-oh. my heart's really Mama at. Yeah. mentality. I know. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> she sees through it, and she exposes it. And But it, it's good. It Basically, what, what I'm trying to say is it. one thing I've learned is God definitely uses marriage as a way to sort of sharpen and refine Yeah my you know people's relationships with him yeah because they can hold you accountable and point you back to him in ways that other people can't not that they can't but they just your marriage partner will practically be around you more than other people probably and and yeah. see, see things at a deeper level and so some some advice that i'd give and it was maybe the best advice that i think was given to me is don't don't put expectations on exactly what it should look like, what your marriage should, should look like. It's, I think we have this idea that it, you know, when you get married, your whole life's going to be perfect and everything's going to go great. And don't get me wrong. Marriage is God's perfect, beautiful design. And it's, it's amazing, but we're imperfect people. Yeah. So it doesn't always play out perfectly. It, it, It actually never does. And so don't discuss, don't, get discouraged if you, you know, if you're engaged or if you're recently married and you have some struggles, I think that's completely normal. And that actually does a great job to show the world that, you know, you aren't perfect people, but you still love each other. And that's sort of an image of the gospel, right? Yeah. So my encouragement is if it's hard, then you're normal. You know, we have this idea, I think that I even wanted to believe that it's going to be perfect. It's not. So just through all those hardships or through those trials, just take it to Christ. Yeah. And and take it to the word and encourage each other. That's good. And I think like the biggest takeaway there for sure is like no matter what, you know, single married dating whatever like yeah, like, focus on your relationship with with Christ. Yes, that's that so is the most important thing. Exactly. You yeah. did a great job summing that up. Yeah, no matter like you said, no matter what stage of life you are, no mm-hmm. matter what your relationship status is, there's one relationship that matters the most. Mm. And that's the same in marriage. Yep. It doesn't change. So you're exactly right. Christ needs to come first. Yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, coming first, we'll actually have our first uh, interviewee next week. Yes. Uh, we'll have uh, Justin. Let's go. Uh, yep. One of uh, Clay's good good buddies. So super excited for that. Yeah. And if you've been encouraged at all by our stories and feel called to maybe share your story with us and share that with the world, then you can do that in a couple of ways or you can reach out to us in a couple of ways. You can follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Von Clay all day, or you can email us and that email will be in the description of this podcast. Yeah. If you, if you have the desire to want to share your story, you know, hit us up. We, we want to document what God's doing and we know for sure he'll use it in some way. Yeah. And don't think that like, just cause you're not in Nebraska, you can't share your story. Um, we'll be able yeah. to, uh, still interview you. Um, Oh yeah. Fill out the form. Uh, and we'll be able to, uh, bring you in, find a date, coordinate with you and, uh, yeah, especially if you have 
just this urge. Uh, my biggest advice is just, just pray on it, right? Yeah. Like, I'm a big advocate for prayer. You, you guys will probably hear me say that a ton. Yes. Um, but yeah, just pray on it. Like, uh, and at the same time, like, thanks for everyone who's listening now. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, we encourage you guys to share this podcast just so um, we can have um, just the Holy Spirit just use this podcast and just get more ears on it just so... You know, who knows? We don't know who the Lord's going to bring to us for us in an interview, but we just want to showcase, you know, the work that uh, God is doing in, in our city and around the world. Yeah, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Tune in again next week to see what God has done in Justin's story and to listen to that. But we appreciate your support. We love you guys. All right, peace out, y'all. Peace.